What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and welcome to week 16 of my weekly NFL pick show for the 2017-2018 NFL season. Hopefully it comes across in my voice. I am feeling better this week than I was last week. Still not 100%, still kind of fighting off just this nagging kind of cough and chest and just the fun stuff. Tis the season after all. But we had to get back down to business here. Week 16, 2017 NFL season. We're a day behind because work schedule around this time of year is what it is. But we're going to get right into how I did in week 15, our abbreviated week 15 episode. The results were pretty good, mostly. And then we'll get into the picks for week 16. Also, of course, a special thank you to everybody who wished me a happy birthday yesterday. I turned 33 yesterday. Share my birthday with the venerable Gio DeFranco of Gio Knows, the prog father, if you will. Very proud to share my birth date with him. And, you know, again, very happy with everybody that uh, took the time to wish me happy birthday. It actually really means a lot. Straight up in week 15, we balled out. We went 13-3 and in the 16 games in week 15. That has us 147 up, 77 down, with no ties, luckily, so far this season. Against the spread, we struggled. We didn't do very well. We went 5-9-2. and two. We actually pushed on two of the against the spread numbers from week 15. Being 5-9-2 and two means we're pretty well evened up against the spread on the season. We're 107 and 107, and we've pushed on 10 numbers this season, which I think is a record for me. But over-under, once again, we moved in the right direction. We went 9-7 on the over-under. That has us 107-114-3. and three. We're now only 7 games below 500 on the over-under from a worst at this season of, I think, it was like 14 or 15 or 16. So we still have a shot now by the end of the season to be 500 or better on the over-under, and that's pretty spectacular to me. Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks, as usual, pretty well a microcosm of the rest of the picks from the week. We were actually 4-0 straight up on the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks. We were also 4-0 on the over-under. We swept the totals in those four games. Against the spread, we only went 1-3, and, and that's reflective of how the rest of the week went. Bronze pick told you to take Atlanta to beat Tampa. They did so. Closer game than obviously I expected it to be. 24-21 for the Falcons. It was an against the spread loss. Told you to take Atlanta minus six. We won the over-under by it staying under 47 and a half, just barely. Silver pick, told you to take the Saints to beat the Jets. They needed that game. They won that game 31 to 19. Now, I told you that the Saints were going to cover the full 16-point spread. That did not work out, so it wasn't against the spread loss. Over-under, we got it by the game going over 47 points. It got to 50. Gold pick, told you to take Minnesota over Cincinnati, one of the more lopsided games of the week, 34-7 in favor of the Vikings. It was an against the spread loss. I told you to go Cincinnati plus 11. They could not cover that, not by a long shot, but it was an over-under win as the game stayed under 42 points just by a single point. But the one piece of really good news is we swept the platinum pick. Straight up win, Jacksonville beats Houston 45-7. Against the spread win, Jacksonville covers the 11-point spread at minus 11. And on the over-under, the game went over 39 points. Jacksonville cleared it on their own, so we won that one as well. 
taking a peek into the Bridgewater's Finest and Hatbox Pick'em Pools for season six of my show and year four of Hatbox's Pool. In the straight up pool, I sit in fifth place out of 35 managers with 1,284 out of 1,794 possible confidence points. That's a previous championship clip of 72% on the season. And in week 15, I brought in 125 out of 136 possible confidence points, only lost an average of about four points per incorrect pick this week, which is pretty damn good. 92% of the confidence points were brought in. Shout out to our week 15 winner, Nice Pats Fan. Nice Pats Fan goes 15 and 1 in week 15. Absolutely unbelievable. One of the greatest weeks that we've ever seen. 133 out of 136 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 98%. And if we had rafters, that would be on a banner in the rafters. More than a Thielen remains the overall leader, 152 and 72 on the season, 1,320 out of 1,794 possible confidence points. That is a clip of 74%. Our top five teams are separated by just 36 points. 36 points is one good week in a 16-game week. That nothing has been decided here yet. Remember, this is another reminder. We go all through the playoffs in our league. I'm pretty sure Hatbox does too. So once the regular season is over, don't stop making your picks because you still got a shot. In the Hatbox pool, I moved up into a tie for fifth place from sixth place where I was before with my 147 straight up wins of the 224 games that have been played in the NFL this season. That is a clip of 66% and it's getting pretty darn close to the 70% where we would love to be. Week 15 obviously brought in 13 of the 16 games correctly. That is a clip of 81%. Anytime you can get 80% in a week, you're doing something right. Shout out to our week 15 co-winners, Gilius Thunderhead and NE number one, obviously New England number one. Both of those two managers went 15 and one, picking the games in week 15. Going 15 for 16 means a clip of 94%. And it's truly incredible to only miss one game. Rel Eagles Fly remains the overall leader. 153 games picked correctly out of the 224 games played. That is a clip of 68%. The top 10 in the Hatbox pool are separated by just 9 wins. And again, I believe it continues throughout the playoffs. So Rel Eagles Fly has not locked up anything yet. If you're in that league... Keep making your picks if you're close, because anything can happen. So shout out to Nice Pats fan, Gilius Thunderhead, and any number one for winning week 15, and to More Than a Teelin and Rel Eagles Fly for remaining the overall leaders in the Bridgewater's Finest and Hatbox pools. Let's take a peek into Fantasy Corner and see how my four fantasy football teams did in week 15 action. We are knee deep in the fantasy playoffs at this point. In week 15 in the Professionals Dynasty Fantasy Football League, I put up an incredibly close, tightly contested win against Chris Carter, the Tomorrowland Movers. I didn't win that game until it was the third quarter of the Monday Nighter when Mike Evans caught that touchdown. That's what I needed, and that's how long it took, but I ended up with the win 
over the Tomorrowland Movers in the semifinals. That has me 11-4 and four and going to the finals to take on Keith Bailey, Beetle Bailey, another NFL YouTube prog. That's the championship matchup. It's a projected loss for me, but it's going to be a whole lot of fun taking on another prog for a league championship. News was not quite so good in the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Fantasy Football League. Unfortunately, I lost to Ryan C. Despite being the number one seed, anything can happen. That's why I don't like playoff bye weeks, because there's nothing that says an eight can't beat a one. But Ryan C. as a four, I believe, wound up beating me. He's going to the final. I'm going down to the third place game at nine and five to take on... The Gracie Manor Ghouls, who is also Chris Carter. So I just can't get away from Chris whatsoever. That's the third place game. And right now it's a projected tie. We're projected to basically score exactly the same. It's 50-50, a true coin flip. And that's what makes it so very interesting and a lot of fun. I get Zeke Elliott back in that league. So we'll see what happens. But Chris and Ryan, thank you so much for the fantasy matchups in week 15. Ryan, good luck in the final. Chris, good luck in the third place game in the Professionals League. And, obviously, good luck to Keith and to Chris in our matchups in Week 16. Three of my four fantasy football teams are going for league championships this week. Let's see how we do. And I'll take this opportunity, as always, to remind you that if you go to the description of the video file on YouTube or the description of the audio file on SoundCloud or iTunes, you are going to find... All of my results from week 15, all my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week 16 in the NFL. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest and Hatbox Pick'em Pools for this season. It is never too late. If your picks are good enough, you're going to get yourself a shout out on the show. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page. We talk football all week long. All your favorite progs are there. It's a lot of fun. It's a great community. Make sure you get in on it. You're going to find information on subscribing to the Hatbox Nation YouTube channel where I continue with my parlay plays all season and we'll probably even keep it going into the playoffs for you. And you're going to find information on Nerd Tees, nerdtees.ca. Use the promo code BWFINEST to save yourself 15% at checkout. Free shipping on any orders in Canada over $50. You're probably too late for Christmas at this point, but you're never too late for the new year. Nerdtees.ca, promo code BWFINEST. He finishes his Nerd Tees promo and he sips his Nerd Tees tea. Sweet cherry brew, gotta love it. All right, folks, no more time killing. Let's get into week 16. And you guys seem to respond a little bit to the slightly quicker pace of the last week's video. Slightly quicker being like it only took less than 20 minutes. So we're gonna try to make the picks a little bit quicker. I'm not gonna go into quite as much depth of statistical detail and analysis because it's week 16. Teams that are still in it know what they need to do. Statistics go out the window. Right now it's all about desperation, especially for those teams that are on the outside looking in. With that in mind, let's look at week 16. No Thursday night game this week. Makes me feel a little bit better about not having the video out until Wednesday, I'm not gonna lie. So we're gonna go right to the Saturday games. And actually, we're going to skip one of them. We're going to skip the early one because we're going to talk about that one later. We're going to go right to Green Bay where the Packers are going to play host to the Minnesota Vikings. NFC North matchup. 
Obviously, the big news at a Green Bay, since they lost and Atlanta won last week, Green Bay can no longer make the playoffs, and they have shut down Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the season. That means it's going to be Brett Hundley, and I believe they just signed another quarterback, and I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. So it looks like it's going to be Brett Hundley's team for the rest of this season, and that doesn't particularly bode well. Green Bay gave it the best shot, but of course, you know, not going to make the playoffs this year. You know, a 500 season is still certainly reasonable. They're at seven and seven. It's it's reasonable to think that they could finish at eight and eight. Uh, but they're going to go to seven and eight um, after this game because Minnesota still has things to fight for. Like right now, Minnesota sits as the number two seed, but they have not even locked up that first round by yet with so many good NFC teams three of them sitting at 10 and 4. So the Vikings have not locked anything up yet and it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Vikings could get home field advantage throughout the playoffs if the Eagles stumble here given that they have already bought themselves a ticket to a first round bye. So they could kind of let the foot off the gas a little bit. The Vikings can't afford to. I really love Minnesota in this game. They got plenty to play for even though it's on the road. Let's take the Vikings on the road in Green Bay to beat the Packers. On the line, the Packers are nine-point dogs at home. And originally, I was all over that number of Green Bay plus nine. But then I thought about it, and I'm thinking like, okay, run the game through your head. What does Green Bay have to do to keep the game competitive? In my mind, what they have to do is Brett Hundley has to play arguably his best game, and the defense has to hold up. And while I think one of those two things could potentially happen, who knows, to have both of them happen in the same game, I just don't see it this week. So I'm actually going to swap that. I'm going to go Minnesota minus nine on the road in Green Bay. Total in this game is only 40 and a half points, obviously a reaction to the Aaron Rodgers injury. The two teams are 17 and 11 combined over under this season. Five of the last six head-to-head matchups have gone under, but this number is just too small for me. I think they clear it by a field goal at least. So let's go over 40 and a half points in Minnesota Green Bay. All right, battle of two teams with nothing to play for. We're going to go to Chicago now where the Bears are going to play host to the Cleveland Browns. And this is my thought process as I'm thinking about this game. Unquestionably, Chicago's the better football team. There's no doubt about that. Mitch Trubisky threw for a bunch of yards last week, so he may be developing a little bit more. I'd like to see the takeaways kind of go away, no pun intended. But look, Chicago is easily the better football team. But here's the way the narrative has to go in my brain. Do I think the Cleveland Browns go winless? Because Cleveland goes to Pittsburgh in Week 17. So Cleveland, I think, is likely to go to Pittsburgh and get demolished. So it goes right back to, are the Cleveland Browns an 0-16 football team? And I don't think they are. They've already probably got the first overall pick basically tied up. Like, I I, I don't think anybody else is going to, well, actually, statistically, nobody else can catch them for absolute last place. And I don't think there's any kind of lottery system involved. So they should have the first overall pick. It's not like it's a race to the bottom anymore. You guys won. So if Cleveland is going to win a game, it's going to be this game because Chicago, while they are objectively the better football team, it's not like Chicago is in and of themselves a good football team. 
Chicago's 4 and 10. They've only won one of their last five football games. They're only 2 and 5 at home. They're being outscored by, you know, 53, about 4 or 5 points a game on average. They're not exactly a great football team. If Cleveland's going to win, it's going to be this week. Why not? Let's roll the dice. Let's gamble a little bit. I'm feeling it. Let's take the Cleveland Browns to go from 0 in the win column to 1. I'm going to take the Browns this week, probably against my better judgment, to beat Chicago. On the line, Chicago's favored by 6.5 points at home. I can understand why, but I think even if you're on Chicago's side of this game, this is probably a field goal football game to me. I would say take Cleveland one way or the other. Let's take the Browns plus 6.5. Total in this game is 38 points. It's the lowest total we're going to look at this week. The two teams are combined 10 and 18 over under this season. So again, totally understand why some people are going to be on the under here. But it's so low. It's such a low number. I don't think it clears by a ton, but I do think it clears. Let's take the over and go over 38 points in Cleveland, Chicago. Let's go to Cincinnati now. Bengals playing for pride. Lions not out of this yet. Lions are sitting there at 8-6, and six, the number 7 seed right now in the NFC. They're not dead in the water. They're only a game behind Atlanta. So if Atlanta fumbles, and Atlanta's got a tough matchup this week. If Atlanta fumbles, the door is open to those 8-6 and six football teams in the NFC. We're talking Detroit. We're talking Dallas. Oh, and Seattle too, of course. Lions have won back-to-back games. Cincinnati's dropped three in a row. This is a game that Detroit needs. I think it's a game that Detroit gets. Let's take the Lions to keep their playoff hopes alive and go into Cincinnati and beat the Bengals. On the line, Cincinnati, five-point dogs at home. Again, they've got nothing to play for. Cincinnati boggles my mind because they have no idea how to get their best player involved in the game it's it's incredible to me that aj green struggles so much despite being so talented and i can't figure out how they can't get him involved in the same way they get larry fitzgerald involved in arizona just find ways to get him the football they just can't seem to do it five point dogs at home for cincinnati was originally thinking about taking this i'm gonna go with Detroit's side though because I think they're obviously the more desperate football team. I think they need it more. Let's go Detroit, minus five at Cincinnati. Total in this game, 43 and a half points. Two teams are combined 15 and 13 over under. Slight lean towards the over, which is kind of the way I was going anyway. Let's go over 43 and a half points in Detroit, Cincinnati. Let's go to Tennessee now, where the Titans are going to play host to the Los Angeles Rams. Rams, of course, coming off of that incredibly impressive win. Just the beatdown of the Seattle Seahawks. Many people hailing that game as the changing of the guard in the NFC West. That might be overblowing it a little bit. Jared Goff, still only a second-year quarterback. So let's kind of pump our brakes on that one just a little bit. What I'm not going to pump my brakes on is the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are at best inconsistent and at worst out and out frauds. Like all the respect in the world to Keith Bailey, I can't imagine what it's like to be a fan of this team. And I mean, look, they're eight and six. They're kind of in the driver's seat here if they're going to get into the playoffs. Like, I mean, they, they could sort of control their own destiny. They 
sit as the number five seed in amongst all those eight and six teams. So there's something in there that's working in the Titans' favor. I don't mean to totally crap on them like they're not a good football team. They can be a good football team. But when they lose, holy cow, do they ever lose. It's the inconsistency that I wouldn't be able to put up with. And in a game like this, where the Rams are coming off of an incredible game, incredible victory, I find it hard to go with the Titans here. It's worth pointing out, it's back-to-back road games for the Rams. Obviously, that was a great game in Seattle. So it's back-to-back roadies, not the easiest thing to do at this point in the season. But I think I still got to go with the Rams here. Clearly the better football team. They've still got plenty to play for in a very crowded NFC playoff picture. Let's go with the Rams to beat the Titans in Tennessee. Also worth pointing out, the Titans have lost two of their three games against NFC opponents, where the Rams have won all three against the AFC. On the line, Titans are six and a half point dogs at home. I'm going to take the Rams side of that because I really trust this offense right now. Let's go with the Rams minus six and a half at Tennessee. Total in this game is 48 points. Two teams are a combined 17 and 11 on the over under this season. So 48 points. I don't think this sails over, but I do think it goes over. I don't think Tennessee's defense is going to hold up. So let's go over 48 points in Rams Titans. Let's go to New Orleans now for one of the games of the week. The game that could ultimately decide this division. Saints Falcons in New Orleans. It's back-to-back road games for the Falcons, but it's not just back-to-back road games. It's back-to-back division road games for the Falcons. That's a tough thing to do at the end of the season. And now to have to get up, go into New Orleans, be ready for this game. Again, a game that's likely ultimately going to decide the division. Again, no disrespect to the Panthers here, but I, I do think this game decides the division. No disrespect intended to the Panthers there, but I do think this game decides the division. If Atlanta wins it, they're in the driver's seat to win the division. If the Saints win it, I think they pretty well have the division locked up. So this is the important game in this division. The winner of this game goes to 4-1 and one against the NFC South. And I think that will ultimately be what decides who goes to the playoffs as a division winner and who's got to struggle their way through to get one of those wildcard spots. It's two teams that are playing incredibly good football right now. Falcons have won back-to-back games. Saints won last week. Falcons have won four of their last five. Saints have won three of their last five. Something in this football game has to give. For me, I have to defer to the team that I believe has the better offense. And to me, statistically speaking, certainly, but just in my impression, that's the New Orleans Saints. And I got to take the Saints at home this week to beat the Falcons and wrap up that division. On the line, New Orleans favored by five and a half points at home. I think this game's too close to take that. I think no matter what side of this game you're on, you should be all over Atlanta plus five and a half. They could very easily win this football game. Certainly conceivable that that could happen. Five and a half points, way too many. Let's go Atlanta plus five and a half. Total in this game is 52 and a half points. It's the only 50 point total we're going to look at this week. The two teams are a combined 13 and 15 on the over under this season. The last heads up matchup between these two went under a slightly lower number than this. I believe it was 51. 
Let's stick with that. Let's stick with the numbers. Let's go under 52 and a half points in Atlanta, New Orleans. And I can't wait to watch this football game. Let's go to New York now for a little Jets Chargers action. The Jets have lost two straight games, but actually looked a little bit impressive, relatively impressive against New Orleans last week. Again, that was one of my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks. Sure, they lost the game 31 to 19, but New Orleans was favored in that game by 16 points. Chargers offense, not nearly as good as the Saints offense that the Jets had to play last week. It's back-to-back -back road games for the Chargers. Not an easy thing, once again, to do this time of the year. Chargers still have plenty to play for here. They lost last week, which kind of broke that streak for them, that very impressive streak that they were on to get themselves into playoff contention here. Chargers at 7-7. Seven and seven. They've still got a shot. It's an outside shot, but it's still a shot. they got teams that they got to jump over. One of those teams, I think, is going to be the Titans because obviously I think they lose this week. But Chargers basically need to win out, and they need some help. I have to defer to the team with desperation, and that is the LA Chargers. Let's take the Chargers to go into New York, despite the fact that it's back-to-backs, and beat the Jets in New York. I like the Chargers. On the line, the Chargers are actually favored by six and a half points on the road. Jets are a six and a half point dog at home. I don't like that. I'm going to hedge my bets on here a little bit because the Jets could conceivably win this game and absolutely end the Chargers playoff hopes. So I got to take the six and a half points. If you're going to give me six and a half points, you betcha. Let's take the Jets plus six and a half. Total in this game is 42 points. The two teams are a combined 12 and 16 over under this season. It's a low number, but I still kind of feel like sticking with the numbers here. That's a fairly strong lean to the under. Let's go under 42 points. Also, thank you guys in advance for putting up with those moments that my voice kind of starts to weaken out like I'm about to cough, but I'm just trying to get my sentence finished. Let's go to Washington now. Redskins welcoming the Broncos into town. Game with absolutely no playoff implications whatsoever. You got the Broncos in the basement of the AFC West at 5-9. and nine, But they have won two straight games. You got the Redskins at 6-8. and eight, But they did win last week. So it's actually, it's two teams, nothing to play for. But they're both kind of going in the right direction. Broncos only one and six on the road this season, but one of the more interesting storylines coming out of Denver right now is the idea that, you know, once Paxton Lynch is healthy, which could potentially be this week, he's basically going to be the quarterback for the rest of the season. They're really evaluating themselves at the quarterback position. Obviously, of course, something you never like to see Trevor Simeon injuring his left shoulder in that game last week. He's placed on the IR. His season is over. It is kind of an interesting choice to go with Paxton Lynch over Brock Osweiler. I mean, look, it, it's it's kind of like picking between a moldy piece of cheese and a slightly less moldy piece of cheese. So it's, you know, what are you really choosing between, I guess. But I'm of the feeling, at least, that Osweiler probably gives them a better chance to win. But I, I understand what they're trying to do. Evaluate the position. Funny enough, I actually like Denver this week. I actually like them in this game. It is back-to-back -back roadies for the Broncos, but, you know, again, it's been a really disappointing season. They're really going in the right direction. I don't trust the Redskins as far as I could throw them. I don't understand what they're doing offensively, defensively, basically anything with that franchise. I really don't have a great 
you know, finger on the pulse of what the Redskins are doing or really what the Broncos are doing. They're certainly a disappointment this season. But I'm going to take the underdog here and I'm going to take Denver on the road in Washington to beat the Redskins. On the line, Redskins are favored by four points at home. I think either way you go with this football game, you can't take Washington minus four. It's too many points. Let's go Denver plus four. Total in this game, 40 and a half points. Two teams are a combined 15 and 13 over under this season. I think this should clear fairly easily. Let's go over 40 and a half points in Denver, Washington. Let's go to Carolina now. Division matchup. Panthers at home playing host to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Obviously, the Bucks lost last week, and you know, they have absolutely nothing left to play for at four and ten. In fact, they've lost four straight games. The Panthers have won two straight. Nothing is decided in this division yet, with two teams at ten and four and another one at nine and five. So look, the Panthers, they still want to play strong. You never know what can happen. Panthers. It, look, if Atlanta beats the Saints, that's those two teams both at 10 and 5. If the Panthers win, all of a sudden they're at 11 and 4 and they're leading the division. Nothing is decided yet. This is a game that the Panthers need. They must win. I think they're going to win. Let's take Carolina at home to beat the Bucks. On the line, the Panthers are favored by 10 points in this game. That seems like a lot to me. Obviously, anything that's a double-digit spread, I get a little squirrely at. But I honestly think the Panthers probably cover this. So let's take Carolina minus the 10 points. Total in this game is 46.5. The two teams are a combined 16-12 and 12 over under this season. That's a slight lean towards the over, but it's worth pointing out, again, division matchup, the two teams play each other a ton. The last three games that these two teams have played against each other have all gone under. So I'm actually going to stick with the under in this one. Let's go under the 46 and a half points in Carolina, Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston looked all right last week, but you still don't really know what you're going to get from that Tampa Bay offense. So we're going to play it safe and we're going to stick with the under. Let's go to San Francisco now where the suddenly streaking 49ers are going to play host to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is the game that everyone is citing as what they call a square trap. 49ers are 4-10, but hey, they've won three straight games since they brought over Jimmy G, made him the starting quarterback. Three straight wins. They've won four of their last five. And now from 0-9, sitting at 4-10. That's actually, that's an accomplishment, and it's worth applauding. Also worth pointing out, two of their four wins this season have come against the AFC. So I can absolutely understand why people are looking at this game and screaming square trap, square trap, square trap. And first of all, if you don't know what that means, it's a term from the betting community. You have this idea that there are sharps and there are squares. Squares are basically the public. Sharps are the professional gamblers, the guys that get their bets in like just as close to kickoff as they possibly can, trying to take advantage of whatever the public does to the lines. Quite frankly, this is just me, but I just think the term sharp is arrogant. I don't think there's any criteria for what makes a sharp. Like you don't have to have any kind of ATS percentage or really any kind of success rate at all to call yourself a sharp. Basically, it's just like, well, if you do these two or three things, you're a sharp. So uh, to me, it's just kind of an arrogant 
um, you know, a very self-assured term in the betting community. And I don't know. I just don't like it. I think it's stupid. I don't think there's much of a point to it. I think it's just kind of an ego thing. And look, don't get me wrong. There are some people out there that are so good at this. They have earned the title of being, if they want to call themselves a sharp, they can call themselves a sharp. But I don't think you can be somebody like me sitting with an against the spread record of 500, basically. And just because I do these two or three things, I call myself a sharp. That certainly doesn't make me a sharp. Anyway, long story short, I think it's stupid to call this a square trap. Jacksonville is going to win and they're going to win big. Let's take the Jags on the road in San Fran to beat the 49ers. Look, it's worth pointing out, the Jags are guaranteed to make the playoffs. Absolutely. But they haven't clinched their, their own division yet. Much less, look, they've still got a shot at 10-4 and four to potentially win out and get a bye. Like, there's a ton for the Jags to play for in this game. So, to think that San Fran is going to beat them when they still have a ton to play for, I think is ridiculous. On the line, as a reflection of calling this a quote-unquote square trap, the Jags are only favored by four points on the road. San Francisco four-point dogs at home. I think Jacksonville wins this game by at least a touchdown. So let's take the Jags minus four at San Francisco. Total in this game is 42 points. Two teams are a combined 13 and 15 over under this season. Eh, it's a low number, but I, you know... Dan Jacksonville's defense is so good. Um, let's take the under in this one. We're going to, you know, eh, it's, it's, it's a coin flip, but we're going to go under. Let's take under 42 points in Jacksonville, San Fran. Let's go to Dallas now for the other arguable game of the week. The Cowboys at home taking on the Seahawks. Obviously, the biggest piece of news here is the return of Zeke Elliott for the Dallas Cowboys. They survived. They did what they need to do in order to keep themselves competitive until they got Zeke back. That's exactly what they did. Dallas is not dead in the water here. They are still alive in the NFC playoff picture. They need to win out and they need help, but they're still alive. They're only a game behind the Falcons. And since we like the Falcons to lose this week, that just gives Dallas all the more motivation to have a good show here against a Seattle defense that just got obliterated by the Rams last week. Injuries abound in that game. And look, it's two straight weeks now where Seattle on the defensive side has really not looked very good. And now they have to take that lower ranked defense than they're used to having into Dallas to play a pissed off Zeke Elliott that's been sitting around for the last six weeks on fresh legs. Good luck, Seattle. Let's take Dallas in this game. I mean, this Seattle team could very easily miss the playoffs, and this is actually probably the death blow. The loser of this game is almost certainly out of it. So if one team has to stay alive in a close game, let's defer to the one at home. Let's take the Cowboys. On the line, Dallas is favored by five points in this game. I think that's a little bit too much. I got to balk at that one. Hedge my bets and go Seattle plus five. Total in this game is 47 points. The two teams are only a combined 12 and 16 on the over-under this season. But again, Dallas's defense, certainly nothing to write home about. Seattle's defense looked awful last week, got obliterated by the Rams, who of course are a good offense. But Dallas is a good offense with Zeke. So we're looking at the same thing here, I think. Let's go over on it. Let's go over 47 points in Seattle-Dallas. 
Let's go to Arizona now. Two teams with nothing to play for. The Cardinals at home playing host to the Giants. This one was basically a coin flip for me. I, I look at it as which of the two teams are playing better right now. The Giants have lost four straight games. Arizona only lost last week after winning the week before. So I guess we got to go with Arizona. I think they're probably the better football team right now. They're at home. Let's go with the Cardinals to beat the Giants. The Cardinals are favored by three and a half points at home. It's over a field goal, though. I, again, this is a coin flip game. Either team could win this game. Let's at least get a piece of it. Let's hedge our bets and take the Giants plus three and a half. Total in this game is only 40 points, and the two teams are 11 and 17 over under this season. But I actually think this goes over. I think this clears by about a field goal. So let's go over 40 points in Arizona, New York. And the last game we're going to look at before we get to the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks is the Philadelphia Eagles at home playing host to the Oakland Raiders. The Eagles, like that adventurous girl that you date in your 20s, they certainly had a way of keeping last week interesting, being down to the rival Giants. Like at the beginning of the second quarter, the Giants were leading this game. They were driving. They actually scored early in the second quarter. A big touchdown pass for Sterling Shepard, who had a monster game for the Giants. But you know what? Nick Foles, in his first start in eons for the Eagles, got it done. Four touchdown passes. He brought the Eagles back. Eagles got the job done last week in a tough division matchup. Now they have to go, well, they get to go back home, play an Oakland Raiders team that has to be hungry. They're not 100% eliminated from the AFC playoff picture yet. They've still got hopes, despite the fact that they're only 6-8. and eight. I say that to say this, I expect this to be the Raiders' best game of the season. And I say that to say this, the Eagles can't play the way they played last week and expect to beat the Raiders. The Eagles do still have something to play for here. They've clinched a playoff berth, obviously. They've clinched the division, obviously. They've clinched a first-round bye, that's great. They have not yet clinched home field advantage in the playoffs. And with the Vikings right there breathing down their neck at 11-3, and three, and with the three other teams in the playoffs right now in the NFC at 10-4, and four, the Eagles cannot take their foot off the gas. Look, the Eagles this season have earned the amount of respect I'm just about to give them. I, the Eagles win this football game. They have to win this football game, I argue. Next week, do whatever the hell you want. But this week, this is a game at home that they have to win. I think they're going to do that. Let's take the Eagles at home to beat the Raiders. On the line, though, the Eagles are favored by nine points at home, and that's just plain too many. Let's take Oakland plus nine there because, again, they have to play their best game of the season. They have no other choice, so let's take the Raiders plus nine. Total in this game, 47 points. The two teams are a combined 13 and 15 over under this season. Let's go under on it. It's a relatively high number. We're going to stay under 47 points in Oakland, Philadelphia. All right, folks, here we go. Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for week 16, 2017 NFL season. Start at the bottom with the bronze pick where we are 13 and two straight up. And that is my best record of these four picks. We're eight and seven against the spread. 3-11 and 1 on the over-under, but we've actually got two straight over-unders with the bronze pick. My bronze pick this week sees the Baltimore Ravens at home taking on the Indianapolis Colts, and there's a very specific reason. Ravens still have a great chance to make the playoffs here at 8-6. and six. There are three teams at 8-6 and six in the AFC. 
The Ravens have a shot to overtake probably two of them this week. This is a game that the Ravens need. The Colts are playing for absolutely nothing at this point besides draft position. I think the Ravens win this game in a walk, certainly given that the game is in Baltimore. So let's take the Ravens at home to beat the Colts. How much of a walk? Well, not quite based on the Vegas numbers. On the line, Baltimore favored by two full touchdowns at home against the Colts. And it's not like I don't understand why. I just don't agree with it. I think that number's way too high for a Ravens offense that is not like this elite top five offense. Like in order for me, in my mind, in order to be favored by 14 points or more, you got to be an offense that like pretty consistently puts up very high 20 to low 30 points. And to me, that's not Baltimore. Baltimore to me is kind of one of those middling offenses, 23, 24, and then rides the defense. Well, look, I think the Colts can get to double digits in this game, which means Baltimore's got to get to 24, 25, 26 in order to cover this. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm just not feeling it. So let's go with Indianapolis plus 14 at Baltimore. Total in this game is 41 points. Two teams are an even record of 14 and 14 over under this season, but it's a low number. So let's go over 41 points. So Baltimore beats Indianapolis in Baltimore. I like the Colts plus 14 on the line over 41 points. That is your bronze pick. My silver pick where I'm 12 and three straight up, 11 and four against the spread, my best against the spread mark, and six and nine on the over under, sees the Houston Texans at home playing host to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is Steelers in a walk, despite the fact that they don't have Antonio Brown. They will not have Antonio Brown for the rest of the regular season. Likely they're going to get that first round by. I, have they clinched it yet? Uh, not quite, which is why the Steelers are going to win this game in a walk. Because in order to get Antonio Brown back, I think they're going to need that first round by. So if I'm the Steelers, I better win this week and I better hope that everyone on the internet is right about that Jaguars game being a square trap, which I don't think they are, but we better hope that it works out if you're a Steelers fan. But the Steelers can do themselves a huge favor by beating a truly inferior team to them in the Houston Texans, and that's what they're going to do. I'm going to take the Steelers on the road in Houston to beat the Texans. On the line, Houston, nine and a half point dog at home. I got to take Pittsburgh to cover this number. Pittsburgh minus nine and a half because they need it. So let's go Steelers minus nine and a half at Houston. Total in this game is 44 points. Two teams are combined 12 and 16 on the over under this season. But I'm actually going to tell you to go over. It's a middling 40. The the um, the Steelers are more than capable of scoring their points. I think Houston will get something in this game. I'll give them 10 points. So we're going to go over on the 44. So Pittsburgh on the road to beat Houston. I like Pittsburgh minus 9.5 on the line. And I like over 44 points. That is your silver pick. My gold pick where I'm 11 and four straight up, seven and eight against the spread and nine and six on the over under. My best over under mark sees the Kansas City Chiefs at home playing host to the Miami Dolphins. Miami, back-to-back -back road games for them. They're not playing overly well lately. The Chiefs, they need to keep winning because again, the division is still tight. The wild card race is very tight in the AFC. They need to keep winning.
And Dolphins, you know, I say that they aren't playing very well lately. Look, they're two and three in their last five. They're a six and eight football team. They're not an absolute dumpster fire, except on the defensive side and the offensive side. All right, fine, fine, fine. They're a dumpster fire, but still situationally speaking you gotta like the Chiefs here they're still trying to win that division they're still trying to keep themselves afloat in the playoff picture it's not a lock that the Chiefs are going to be in certainly they have not clinched anything yet they can again do themselves a big favor by beating an inferior team this time at home let's take the Chiefs at home to beat the Dolphins on the line Kansas City favored by 10 points at home I think I'm going to give that to him KC minus 10 because that minus 10 is is 21 to 10 that's it and that's actually a fairly realistic score in this game even though i actually like the game to go over on the total but like that's a realistic score that could actually happen so let's go kc minus 10 at home against the dolphins total in this game's 43 and a half i already gave it away i like the game to go over it's not going to sail over but i like it to go over by a couple of points two teams are a combined 15 and 13 over under so Kansas City at home to beat Miami. I like KC minus 10 on the line over 43 and a half points. That is your gold pick. And the platinum pick, which again, we swept last week, 11 and four straight up, eight and seven against the spread, eight, six and one on the over under, sees the New England Patriots at home playing host to the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I, look, you got to know which way this is going. Patriots all day because... Again, the Patriots have not even clinched the first round by yet, much less home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They have plenty to play for. With Gronk back, they looked incredible on offense last week. So let's take the Patriots here to snuff out the Buffalo Bills playoff hopes in a big way. Patriots all day over the Bills. On the line, New England is favored by 11.5 points at home. I don't know about this one. Division matchup. Buffalo can certainly score some points. Uh, we don't have to worry about Nathan Peterman. Boy, 11 and a half points. That's actually a really tough one. I'm going to go... Mm, boy, I don't know. And this is not made up. I'm literally sitting here agonizing over this decision. New England would have covered this total in the last two games that they played against Buffalo. Both of those games were in Buffalo. New England are 0-3 against the spread at home as a favorite of more than a touchdown. Buffalo is 2-1 against the spread on the road as an underdog of more than a touchdown. This feels like it's going against my better judgment, but let's actually go Buffalo plus 11.5 at New England. That seems to be the way that a lot of the experts are going, so... You know what? It just, again, that double digits just seemed off to me. So let's do it. Let's go Buffalo plus 11 and a half. Total in this game is 47 points. The two teams are a combined 13 and 15 over under. And three of their last four head-to-head -head matchups have gone under. So we're going to stick with under the 47 points. That helps the against the spread pick feeling a little bit. So New England straight up. I like Buffalo plus 11 and a half against the spread under 47 points that is your platinum pick all right folks that's going to do it for your straight up against the spread and over under plays for week 16 2017 nfl season just one more week in the regular season after this one to go it is time as always for the patented comment of the week from the week 15 episode the short week 15 episode 
And the comment of the week from week 15 comes from a good friend of mine, a follow on Twitter, someone that's very active in conversation with me on Twitter and has been watching my videos for a while, Mr. Matthew Parker. Matthew Parker gets the comment of the week. I had asked you last week, hey, what do you think your Super Bowl matchup is going to be? We got a number of interesting answers. I kind of like Matthews though. I think it'll be the Patriots and the Vikings in the Super Bowl. And I think the Patriots win by a score of about 28 to 24. That's pretty darn realistic. I think the Vikings have a great shot at going to the Super Bowl this year. Whoever wins out of that NFC, I think it really has a great shot at uh, at actually winning the Super Bowl. I don't think the Super Bowl goes back to the AFC this year. But you never know. Matthew, thank you for your prediction. Yours is the comment of the week from the week 15 episode. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the week 16 episode. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. You've certainly helped me start my 33rd year or my 33 year, I guess technically my 34th year, whatever you want to call it. You guys have helped start my year off absolutely right. Enjoy the games this week. Reminder, no Thursday night game. We got a couple of Saturday night games and I think even a couple of Monday games because it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone that is listening. Have a great time this coming week. Spend it with family the way it's supposed to be spent. And we'll see you again for week 17, last week of the regular season.